0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Asher Agency, a full-service marketing agency with offices in Indiana, West Virginia, and Washington, D.C. For nearly 50 years, Asher has helped our clients tell their stories, reach customers and prospects, and stand out from the crowd. To learn more about how we can help your company, visit asheragency.com or contact us at hello at my guest is T.J. Unger. T.J., how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for doing this during a busy time. You've been traveling <laughs> a bit, correct? I have been traveling a bit.
1: There's no shortage of things going on in our world. Yeah. Uh, but, no, this is awesome. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come in here uh, and you know well,
0: talk, I, I you really just. I really appreciate you doing this you know you and I hit it off thanks to clay Dimmitt who introduced uh-huh. us back <laughs> was that like December
1: I think so it was just at the end of last year yeah getting around some ideas of
0: strategies mm-hmm. and yep. made the intro yep and I've also had the opportunity to meet your lovely wife who mm-hmm. was in a class I just taught that's right so what's the real story on how <laughs> she feels about that class <laughs> Do I, is she like this was a waste of my time no it's <laughs> so from my perspective
1: i'm I'm hearing it not even secondhand I'm okay. hearing it from the room over, ah, yeah. you know, so it's either <laughs> cooking dinner while she's, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, so I've heard some great stories, David Sharon, like that he's a, a cat guy and a cheese nip guy <laughs> and like a handful of things that I'm chuckling from the yeah. room over. Uh, yeah. But from a real application standpoint, it's, it's been great for her. Well, good. Um, good. I think learning some of the basics from
0: peers yeah. um, and how they're leveraging what you guys are doing, I think it's great. Well, so. awesome. Awesome. And David Good, if you pop into, so he's the office as you're exiting Asher, right on the on the left-hand side as you're leaving Asher, that used to be my office, it's David's office, okay. and there's bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Literally, the bookshelves are full of cheese it boxes. <laughs> this is no lie. It's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. But I don't know if they're empty. I don't know if they're <laughs> yeah. full. But I swear. I, I knew that Strange when we sister. first met David, I, I knew that I really liked
1: him. Yeah. Uh, but when I was overhearing your guys' podcast, and he's like, yep, I'm a cat guy, <laughs> and I'm a cheese it guy, I'm like,
0: what? Cool. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah. I know this. And and now this is some leverage for go. him and I to connect it, a little it bit. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about Liz or David or Cheez Its. We're <laughs> here to talk okay. about you. So let's talk about your career path. Um, and what I'd like you to do is start whatever the beginning is for you. When did you start thinking about career stuff? What did that look like? Did you follow a straight path from that or did it detour? Because you grew up in Wabash. I did. All right, so tell me a little bit about what young TJ Unger is thinking about with careers and where you go from there.
1: So uh, the question of when did I start thinking about my career? I still think about my <laughs> career today and try to figure out which path yeah, I want to take, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm one of those people that I've got a lot of different interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, outdoors was an outlet mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but so were the arts, mm-hmm. you know. So when I came to— That's an unusual combination. It's super unusual. The yeah. technical sciences, but also the the creative yeah. element of it. Um, and so I started a path of exploring, you know, not even necessarily career options, but just learning opportunities. Opportunities. Mm-hmm. I actually went to the University of Saint Francis here in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. um, and started in fine commercial art, mm-hmm. and transitioned. I'm a people person, yep. also, sure, uh, and transitioned over into secondary education. I thought maybe I wanted to be a teacher, huh? Um, and an art teacher, maybe. I loved yeah. my high okay. school art teachers, and yeah. uh, and then continued to explore those things and checking things off the list yep. that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, and so took a hard turn from education back over into the sciences. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and really found a love for earth sciences and and some chemistries and some neat things like that. Yeah. Um, I was introduced to uh, an individual, Joe Steensma, mm-hmm. um, through the university and uh, they had an opportunity for an internship mm-hmm. at a company called the Industrial Solutions Group. Mm-hmm. Tiny little, you know, family owned business yep. here in Fort Wayne, yep. out of Joe's basement. Yeah. Um, and because I really, to, to your question, when did I think about careers? I still hadn't at this point. Yeah. I'm Learning and just you know navigating as a young guy does. Um, And my professor, uh, Dr. Weedman, suggested that I talk to Joe. Yep. uh, And Joe really took me under his wing. Now my colleague today, Jason Morrison, uh, hired me under his tutelage under the environmental department of our business. Okay. um, As ISG, and uh, I had some really great mentors and technical leaders uh, to carry me down a different path. Now. Through that, I applied my science interests Mm -hmm. in the industry that that we were in or that we're still in today, Um, but was able to leverage some of those creative interests, um, you know, to my benefit as well. So it's maybe not been a traditional path, but I don't really even know that there is a traditional path anymore.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, the majority, I would say 99% of the people who have been on the podcast took Either a really sharp turn or multiple sharp turns over yeah. the course of their career. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, honestly, it's one of the reasons why I like having that conversation, because younger people, I think, they look at someone like you and they say, "Oh, he must have always known that he right. wanted to do it." You know, yeah. my son right now is twenty three, and he's going through a little bit of, "I've finished college. Is mm-hmm. this going to be the rest of my life?" Right. And I've told him, I said, "Everyone I know who's successful will ask himself that question yeah. at least once a week. Sometimes that's exactly a right." So yes. I think it's good. I think it's good to hear that it's not always a straight path. Yeah. So, you know, and if you don't mind my asking, you also have had kind of a second career Mm -hmm. in the outdoors. Can you talk about how that manifested itself?
1: Yeah. So, uh, with you know my my professional interests and kind of the path that I took over there. Um, you know I still had these outlets in my personal life. Yeah. You know to just recharge and kind of refuel that mm-hmm. I still think is hugely important to oh, everyone. Yeah. Um, but I was you know kind of raised up that I you know had an outlet of the outdoors for when I did get super anxious or stressed or whatever the case. So yeah. Um, you know I took a, a a path alongside my professional career way that. Um, I was introduced into some professionals or with some professionals in the outdoor industry, kind of uh, outdoor and recreational Mm -hmm, industry, mm -hmm. and met there again some really cool influential leaders that Kind of took me under their wing and just taught me the ins and outs of that industry. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, just kind of took a a, a parallel pathway of learning some yeah. marketing mm-hmm. and you know social media and yeah. podcasting and some of these other things. Yeah. In maybe a less traditional industry. Yeah. Um, but it was a really cool outlet for me. Yeah. Um, so worked with a number of very large brands yeah. in the outdoor space. Yeah. Um, and I, I would consider it more so a passion project. Mm than a career, yeah. Um, but a super cool learning opportunity, and yeah. again, just an outlet yeah. for me to play around with and practice with less, it sounds funny, but less implications or gravity than my career yeah. pathway. Yeah,
0: well, and it, but it complements nicely what you do every day, too. It's not a complete 180 from what you're doing. That's right. I mean, it's all about, you know, the environment and the outdoor space, which I think is great. Um, you know, when you have something that can be an outlet, it can be a stress reducer, but it speaks to some of the stuff you do every day that's yeah. a, that's a great combination yes. yeah yeah um all right so let's talk a little bit about this entity called 7gen <laughs> how how do you explain it to people what does the organization strive to do and what's your role in all that so we started 7gen in september of
1: 20 uh, September 2013. Yep. Uh, Me and a couple of partners. It was actually the same founding members of ISG. A couple so you, of you went right,
0: f- right from ISG to 7G. We did not. We've, oh, okay. To your point,
1: we've gone through a number okay. of, of twists and uh-huh. turns. Okay. Um, I was a part of some national uh, m yep. So we started out as a family-owned practice. Yep. Uh, we brokered a relationship with a very large occupational healthcare company mm-hmm. called Concentra. Yep. As kind of a vended relationship relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it went very well. Mm-hmm. And in 2007, Concentra purchased our organization, seven mm-hmm. uh, of ISG. Yep. We became kind of an external consulting arm okay. for Concentra. So okay. while they're focusing on uh, employees returning to work and and injury care and and treatment occupationally related. Yep. Our practice at the time was we were focused on preventing those things mm-hmm. and keeping the employees health yeah. healthy and, and safe while yep. they're at the at work. Um, so it was a great partnership that then became you know the acquisition. Yeah, uh, I was tasked with kind of working within Consentra's Markets. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were a huge company. They, mm-hmm. they have over three hundred medical clinics throughout the U.S. today. Yeah, uh, and I would go around and kind of train their salespeople. I was the only salesperson for ISG. Um, And so for us to kind of expand our footprint, Mm -hmm. we leveraged those salespeople in Concentra to share the good word, Mm -hmm. to get our brand out there and to, you know, inform people of our services. Um, And that went quite well. And then in 2012-ish, maybe 11, somewhere around there, Mm -hmm. Humana, the insurance Mm -hmm. company, Mm -hmm. purchased Concentra. Brilliant business model. And I'm not sharing anything that's not public. Sure, sure. Uh, But brilliant business model. Humana, they insure you and I if we're sick or, or whatever. And it just so happened that some outrageous figure, uh, some high, super high percentage of Humana's insured uh, were within less than a 30-minute drive of a concentric clinic. Mm. Outstanding numbers. Mm-hmm. So, from an insurance standpoint, they're you know paying for our coverage, but yeah. it's almost just a transition of pockets. Yeah. Um, we kind of saw some writing on the wall where Humana was uh, divesting of non-core mm-hmm. primary care services mm-hmm. and the services that we provide at the time uh, or non-core to primary yeah. care. Yeah. Uh, so it afforded me and then the partners. An opportunity to buy our practice. So yep. today, Seven gen we are a traditional business-to-business service mm-hmm. provider. Mm-hmm. We've got exceptional consultants that are certified in their field yep. um, of industrial hygiene, occupational safety, yep. health, and environmental, um, or environmental, you know, consulting or, or compliance. So the services that that our group provides, while they do check a box for compliance for mm-hmm. federal regulations, yep. those are the drivers of these types of sure. expenditures our services are a little more protective in the fact that we understand the value that our work brings to a business. Mm -hmm. So by keeping people safe and healthy, they are at work. Mm-hmm. They want to come to work yep. more so than an unhealthy, unsafe sure. place. Sure. Um, and so, it, you know, returns for recruitment and retention, and it just makes for a, a better business. It also maximizes productivity. Yep. Um, so understanding these few things, but then you know what we were talking about before—the parallels between my interests and yep. my passions mm-hmm. are also direct in line with what we do as a business in keeping the, the environment clean, protecting our environment. So. Yep our consultants are also charged with evaluating operational impacts and providing recommendations to, you know, to minimize those impacts and keep our communities clean and our people protected. So, really cool, meaningful work that we do. Yeah. um, And you know, it's been a, a lot of fun, challenging in yeah. in a good way. Sure. Um, but to build a business from you know essentially scratch as Seven gen yeah, um, coming from a company like Concentra and, and and Humana that have very strong brand you yeah. know recognition, sure. um, we learned a lot. Through those years, yep. and and tried to apply that as seven gen. So we're now going into our tenth year. Okay. Um, come September, of yep. course, um, and a lot to celebrate. Yeah, we're a super cool company. We're, yeah, we're a young group. Yep. or a, you know, relatively speaking, <laughs> we're a young group. Um, and
0: yeah. and we have a lot of fun doing what we do. So. Yeah. So so explain the origin of the name because it speaks to the points you just made. I yeah, think it's a cool story. Yeah. It, it is. So you know when we
1: when you start when you start a business from a marketing standpoint, the implications of brand, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. seems tremendous. Yeah. You're gonna come up with a brand that lives as long as this practice yeah. does, yeah. and what are people gonna say about it? How are they gonna inter- yeah. interact with it and all these things? And so going into it, me and a couple of partners started throwing you know names in the hat, mm-hmm. um, but where we kind of took a pivot was thinking less about names and brands and and how the market will receive that and more so on a concept. Yep. And there's a proverb in, in our world of occupational health and, and environmental sustainability yep. of, in every deliberation, we must consider the impact of our decisions on the next seven generations. Mm-hmm. It's just a really cool, you know, a sure. really cool phrase and sure. you know meaningful to the work that we yeah. do.
0: Well, a lot of people could benefit from thinking a that way. A lot of people, <laughs> even if they thought, you know, <laughs> a half a generation <laughs> sure. ahead, yeah. you know, Maybe a week ahead. Yeah, yeah. seven yeah, sevens
1: pretty aggressive <laughs> yeah. for a lot of People, yeah. um, but conceptually, <laughs> yeah. you know, thinking, yeah. you know, more broadly, and yeah. and what we do, uh, just as individuals, mm-hmm. as we go through our days, but then on a broader scale at work and in our places of business, and and how that affects our communities, you know, beyond the economics of it all, yeah. um, is is pretty powerful. Yeah. So. We came up with, of course, the name 7 Gen, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. You know, yeah. it's got a story and it means something to our team. Yeah. Um, I, you know, meet with a lot of people all over the country. And this is a common question. Yeah. But it seems like people want to get, a, you know, get something back that's like, ah, oh, we, we pulled yeah. it out of a hat yeah. or, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. But no, it's 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 cool. And the one thing that has come from this is, and this isn't being braggadocious, At all. Mm -hmm. It's just a testament Mm -hmm. to kind of the vision of our business, but you know, we work in a highly technical field. We're not a commodity, we're a service. Yeah. And so to have something tangible in this industry is really difficult. Yeah. But we've built a brand that has some cool recognition and mm-hmm. something people can really buy into. Yeah. Um, but our clients ask for swag and they're asking nice. for, yeah. you know, whatever because they want to be a part of sure. it. Not
0: necessarily our brand, but kind of the mission, which yeah. I think is awesome. Yeah, I know it is. And it's rare that, you know, we're we're in the business, Asher, of sometimes naming companies and it's it it happens but it's rare where you get a name that kind of speaks to the mission of the organization yeah. without you having to say much else. Right. So kudos, that's yeah. great. You Thank should, you. You should be in our business, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the work that you do without revealing too many trade secrets to give people a sense of some of the things that you're working on. What, what are some of the projects, some of the initiatives that you're part of right now that are important to you at the top of your to-do list, maybe keeping you up at
1: night? Yeah, it's a cool question. So over the last probably 24 months. Uh, Me and my fellow partners, we've been working to kind of restructure our company. Mm -hmm. So, all together, the five of us have been working, you know, with one another for more than 20 years. Um, We've been through all together four different businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And today, you know, going into 10 years of business, you start to, I don't want to say complacent, but you start just kind of doing the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. again. Um, You lose your objectivity a little bit. We do, absolutely. So, we hit a reset button Mm -hmm. uh, maybe 24 months ago, and kind of looked internally at our operational processes mm-hmm. and some of the challenges that that you know companies face every day. Yeah. Um, and we started working with a consultant um, out of Cincinnati, Ohio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's been challenging us in how we identify and address opportunities and issues. Mm-hmm. It's been really cool for the five of us members, yeah. considering that we've worked together for 20 years or more, mm-hmm. you know a lot about each other, but you also start to build I don't want to say barriers, but kind of barriers. Mm-hmm. You know where each other's buttons are. Yeah. Um, and so through that process, we were able to kind of break those down. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say hit that reset button, I mean – Start over in learning about each other. We're different today than what we were when we started this business in 2001. Sure. Um, Very different. Mm -hmm. And so learning how each other operates today and some of our, you know, visions and goals individually Mm -hmm. um, and getting back on track, that's been the biggest change for 7Gen over the last two years. Yeah. With that, we've been able to pivot from, you know, here's some of our operational challenges that we need to overcome. Mm -hmm. Some of these will just be the reality of business. Yeah, sure. Uh, But coming up with strategies to overcome those, which has now afforded me from my side of the house, which is business development, an opportunity to look at how we really brand and and speak to 7Gen. Um, So that really started our relationship here. So you'd mentioned Clay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clay joined our team, and he is exceptional. He is one of those individuals that kind of embodies our culture at 7Gen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're leveraging that model or or mentality of Mm -hmm. we need more like-minded professionals to elevate the business. Especially as competitive as it is for talent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So – beyond those challenges, focusing on what we can do that's, you know, fun and strategic and well aligned with, you know, where we want to head over the next 10 years and yeah. 15 years and map these goals out and work backwards to figure out what it's going to take to get there. Yep. Um, it's become, you know, super
0: exciting again. Yeah. Um, not that it ever lost its, you know, luster, but, yeah. you know, it becomes a job at some point. Well, yeah, you know, and and I've been at Asher now for 18 and a half years and it's been fun the whole way. But, you know, when Kara Kelly bought the business in July. Kara, you know, our now CEO, and Megan Bennett, our CFO. It was just new energy, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There was nothing broken before, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to get complacent if you're not moving forward, you're going backward, right? So I, I get it. And that fresh perspective and a fresh look at everything, the world moves so fast that, you know, It's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day, especially when you're busy. Sometimes you need to kind of hit the brakes and say, all right, let's make sure that we're bringing our best effort to this and and not missing anything. So I think that's great. Um, Talk a little bit about some of, again, without revealing too much, (laughs) some of the types of organizations you work with. What challenges do they tend to throw at you? Yeah, so we are tasked with, um, you know, working directly
1: with, primarily industrial manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And I say tasked with that because it's not traditional business. You know, we're not going in and selling a product that you can just communicate a return on investment Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. compare you know, competitors yep. super easy. Yep. We're talking about a service, and some of our differentiators are because of our people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, primarily, we're working in industrial manufacturing, automotive, yep. um, you know, healthcare and, and medical device manufacturing, mm-hmm. and food manufacturing, mm-hmm. food and, and kind of food yep. based products. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've seen the shows, maybe you have, but how it's made. Mm-hmm. It used to be a yep. show program on Discovery yep. or whatever that's very similar to the job that we have. Mm. It's evaluating how these materials are made. Mm -hmm. So taking a raw material, manipulating it, and turning it into something else, there's a great deal of risk associated with that. From our people risk to environmental risk. So our team of consultants, we go into these facilities all across the country Mm -hmm. and evaluate how it's made, their process, Mm -hmm. and identify their areas of risk. Risk for compliance, of course, Mm -hmm. OSHA and EPA type regulations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's the fundamental of it, yeah. but really their their risk in business. Mm-hmm. If they don't do these things, what can it cause? Or if they do, you know, what's the return? Mm-hmm. So um, evaluating those risks and providing solutions in partnership with the company yeah. um,
0: to minimize you know safety risks and health risks yeah. and um, you know. Yeah. As that infers, you've got some really smart people on your team. Very. Talk a little bit about your team. You know, what What are some of the skills they bring to the table? And what are some of the ways in which you find them in a competitive yeah. environment? It is, I mean, everyone knows the labor market is, it's tough right now. Yeah, and if I can interject for a second, one thing, I don't want to talk about Clay too much or he'll get a really big head, but no, um, Clay's a great guy. So, you know, one of the things that impressed me before you and I met was how excited he was about his job yeah. right he had changed jobs a couple times and he called me and i you know i don't know clay especially well but i met him through something we were doing with indiana tech and he was just over the moon about his job which mm-hmm. is always cool to hear yeah so you know i'm gonna throw another question at you Tell me about the people who work for 7 Gen. How do you find them? And what do you think it is about your culture that makes that happen? Yeah, great question. Yeah. So our people, you know, the work that we do is heavily
1: based on the sciences mm-hmm. of, of the industry. Yep. So think toxicology and, and heavy chemistry yep. and, uh, you know, Kind of those areas of of sciences, and we're pulling talent from some of the best universities across the country. Yeah, yeah. We got great relationships with University of Michigan and UIC yep. and in Illinois and uh, Cincinnati and Ohio and you know all over the place. Yeah, but we're able to leverage those groups to understand how they're tailoring their curriculum mm-hmm. to apply to our field of, of mm-hmm. study in, mm-hmm. in our industry. Yeah. So uh, some of our professionals today are, are well embedded into some of these educational programs to bring an awareness to the work that we do. Yeah. So you know, if these students are studying something like industrial hygiene, you know, off the surface, it seems like a very laboratory setting and, you know, evaluating chemicals and and all yeah. that sort of thing. But in reality, our industrial hygiene team, while they are highly technical and highly trained in these sciences, um, they're people, yeah. you know, that just care about other people. Yeah. It's just their focus is based on, yeah, sure. you know, those heavy sciences. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're, we're training our talent individually on a process of delivering a service. Yep. But their background is coming from, you know, a high degree education. Yep. Um, so, you know, masters and, of public health and a variety of other sciences. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, what we're trying to do is pull in those highly educated, trained professionals. Yeah. Uh, alongside with kind of the softer skills. Mm -hmm. So you point out Clay, he has, you know, really, he kind of embodies that People person mentality, Yeah. super easy to connect with right off yep. the surface. Very yep. likable guy, um, and in our world and the services that we provide, we're talking to everyone from you know that C suite mm-hmm. to talk about the benefit that this brings to their yep. business, yep. all the way down to you know the people that are you know wrenching and getting dirty yeah. and, 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 and doing they can all that. Be
0: an appropriately skeptical group. That's it's right. Like, are very you going to come so. in and make my job harder? Are you right. going to come in and make my job disappear? Yeah. Right. Yep. So I'm sure it's a tough crowd.
1: It is a very tough yeah. crowd. We're talking about unionized, you know, places that, you know, they're tough times to kind of navigate, but having those, you know, kind of personality traits um, and being able to you know, be flexible enough to carry those conversations at any degree of the organization allows our team to be really successful. Yeah. Now with that, I think one of the things that we do differently, Now, I don't know. You probably get weird looks when I say this, but I don't keep a pulse on what our competitors do. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. I'm very proud of what we do and focus on what we do well. Yeah. And one of the things that, um, was kind of a foundation of our business was to tailor young professionals and help develop those young professionals through their career And they stick around. I'm a case study in that. Mm -hmm. I was an intern. So while I was at St. Francis, the Industrial Solutions Group hired me as an intern, where I grew up through the ranks Mm -hmm. and was able to have mentors that are leaders in our profession. Um, Joe Steensmill, who I mentioned, he is uh, now at Washington University in St. Louis, Mm -hmm. one of the country's most renowned universities for public health and these Mm -hmm. sciences and a research institute. Um, I was able to learn under his direction, which is amazing. Yeah we carry that same model forward today where we're bringing in Right now we've got three interns within yeah. seven gen we're still a small business so three interns is a lot yeah um, and, and it, kind of train them through the ranks on the technical stuff yeah and then help them to get their certifications yeah. so I don't know how many we've had this is probably a compelling number but to show over the years how many certified professionals we've helped foster along um, but it's not a sense of you know we're trying to keep these people I don't mm-hmm. say that we are like a career destination where we want people to come and stay for their entire lives, mm-hmm. but more so, explore this industry because yeah. it's not super well known. Yeah, um, and help these professionals learn what they do love. Yeah, maybe get certified and continue their career forward. So, yeah. we've got professionals today that we still stay in touch with mm-hmm. that started out as interns or you know straight out of college that are now sitting at you know corporate Boeing or yeah. you know companies all across the country that. Yeah. value, you know, our process and what we did did with our professionals or continue to do with those guys.
0: Yeah, and if this next question steals your thunder about something you want to talk about mm-hmm. later, either later in the podcast or later in life, we can <laughs> edit it out. But, you know, when we talk about smart people, you had, like, a Fulbright recipient yeah, on your team. absolutely. Talk a little bit yeah. about that.
1: So uh, Tiara, she came to us through University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. One of the programs that, uh, that our team has done, one of our technical teams, yeah. Industrial Hygiene, we've partnered with the University of Michigan to offer them almost job shadowing opportunities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some project based or experiential learning. Yeah. We do a great deal of work in Michigan. Yep. So when our consultants are near Ann Arbor, we reach out to that group and say, hey, we've got some pretty cool project based learning that we yep. could offer your students. And that year we had Tiara. Mm-hmm. Tiara joined our group and she showed up and volunteered for every opportunity that we had. Yeah. And we quickly learned that she was different yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Started that relationship with her. She was a Fulbright scholar. She came from Indonesia mm-hmm. um, and was extended a, a you know pretty hefty scholarship to go to yeah. the University of Michigan in their public health and industrial hygiene program. Yeah, she chose out of all the opportunities that she had across the country to join Seven Gen. Mm-hmm. We were able to give her a learning opportunity at a much shorter timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was on a, a visa or a program that she was only in the United States one full year after graduating. Yep. From that program, yeah, um, really neat, really cool, you know, initiative that they have. But essentially, their government, Indonesia, partnered with the United States government, mm-hmm. and through their learning. Uh, through the students' learning of things like industrial hygiene, they're able to uh, to take this knowledge and these skills and return back to their government and, and back to their country and apply that knowledge there locally. So, yeah. you know, for instance, Indonesia doesn't have a, a well-established industrial hygiene scene like what we do here. Yep. Uh, and they don't have the same federal drivers and that sort of thing. But T.R. was able to join our company and based on her, you know, she's highly educated and a very intelligent person. you know, jump right into our team, hit the ground running. And I don't know how many projects she was a part of, but she was critical to our success over the last 12 months and made a huge impact. She's a difference maker. Unfortunately, her time with us came to an (laughs) end last month. Sure, But we stay in touch. You know, we, she just moved back home or is in that process right now. Um, But our goal is to stay in touch with her there. We've leveraged our, our global network um, to make some introductions back at home for her. Um, So we are very proud. It's, it's yeah. less of a testament to maybe what Seven Gen does, and more so a testament of the program. Yeah, but also Tiara. Yeah, you know Tiara's eagerness and and drive to learn and experience. She just has that personality where, yeah. you know, we you know she may be on a project in Boston or or wherever the case is, but any opportunities that she had to mm-hmm. experience, she soaked it up.
0: Well, and and you know some of that you know is obviously a testament to the rest of your team because... If you put someone in that spot, their ability to thrive and really capitalize on that motor they have is contingent on the people around them. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, while, while we're speaking of one example, I'm sure it's reflective of yeah. all, all the people you it have. Is. So that's great. It is. The, the
1: individual that led TR name is named Zach. Zach mm-hmm. Pasquinelli, he graduated out of Purdue's um, industrial hygiene yep. program. Um, we met Zach at a, at a global conference, and he had the same type of, you know, eagerness yep. to learn and personality traits. Zach leads our industrial hygiene program today. He's our director. So really cool to see him develop through the ranks as well um, and now elevate that industrial hygiene program to entirely new heights, things that we probably didn't even consider 10 years ago. Um, But Zach has a real natural or innate ability to connect with people Mm -hmm. and be very Real about it, yeah. Um, and, and honest and sincere, and so I think Tiara and Zach kind of gravitated, you yeah. know, to one another to just be able to excel, yeah. Um,
0: super cool, so well, that's, cool that's awesome, see. makes your job a little easier. Yeah, the people that I'm
1: surrounded by are yeah. exceptional, they are, it's yeah. my favorite part of what I do, yeah. Um, and to be able to come to work and get their influence on me and just kind of you know, gives us energy to keep going and
0: excitement and ideas. And it's cool. It's really neat. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm going to pivot to some more quick hit questions. You and I I could talk all day. (laughs) Um, And these are designed to be short questions and short answers, but they don't have to be. You can go anywhere you want with them. Let's talk about career success. You know, you've obviously helped build a successful business. You've surrounded yourself with good people. But what do you what would you say is the one thing you've learned about having a fulfilling, successful career that you most want to share, the, the secret to your success, if you will? Um, there's a couple of things. Number one... My
1: mentors were really influential. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned a couple of them, but just uh, having somebody to be open to other ideas and to be able to mm-hmm. share yeah. um, and not really care, you know, what they look like or what it sounds like, and mm-hmm. just kind of take risks of being uncomfortable. Yeah, um, I was able to learn from these guys, and and it seemed like at the time they were giants in this yeah. space. Yeah. Um. But you know, they're taking me, who I was clueless on anything, mm-hmm. under their Wing, pushing me out there and yeah. say try it. Mm-hmm. Um, an example that that I had with with Joe when we were first you know a part of Concentra, we were still proving ourselves. Yeah. Joe gave me an opportunity to speak to all of the medical directors within the company i don't know how many hundred were in there but we're talking about highly educated yeah. very
0: smart individuals that have done this for a lot longer than i yeah. have probably really good bs meters
1: too. that's exactly yeah. right yeah. Yeah. uh and the opportunity was for me to to present to that mm-hmm. group i failed miserably i bombed that yeah. presentation yeah joe didn't he didn't Say yeah. anything disparaging. He was nothing but supportive in the fact that I did it. I yeah. stood in front of that group. I tried something new. I felt like I was 14 years old. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. just pushing me out there and knowing that if it sucks, doesn't matter. People don't, they don't remember that. I remember it, but Mm -hmm. that group of people, they don't, they don't remember any of those things. And just a willingness to try it, a willingness to maybe fall down and get back up and try it again. um, That was really cool. It showed me that I had
0: a bigger maybe space to, and and room to kind of wiggle around. Yeah, it's nice to have that safety net. You know, one of the things, the the two guys, the two brothers who founded Asher, I felt like there were, there were mistakes that I could make once that other places They might be terminal, right. but they weren't going to be terminal. There yeah. were mistakes I could make that would be. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and if yeah. I kept making the same mistake, probably <laughs> would right. be. That's um, right. They were a forgiving sort. But, um, but, you know, that's how you learn, yeah. right? And that's trying stuff, the experiential part is the only way you learn yeah so when you have leaders and mentors who are willing to give you that opportunity even if it's not going to be as good as they could do it and maybe it's you know something you're going to have to fail before you succeed i think that's a real gift when people do that yeah yeah it it is awesome it's a great way to learn and and practice and
1: all of those things yeah so that was probably earlier in my career where i was still kind of learning from those guys but i'll say something really obvious just approaching it as we're all people, mm-hmm. you know, we're all struggling in yeah. in different ways and we're all succeeding in different ways. But at the end of the day, we're human, we're yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And being able to go into this and not put somebody else on a pedestal or, or put you yourself lower on a pedestal yeah. or whatever the case – we're just human beings Mm -hmm. and we're just talking and we're connecting and I may have a solution for you and Mm -hmm. likewise if you have something for me I'm open to it Yeah, and learning from each other and collaborating and just a willingness to be honest and you know kind of transparent in this stuff it goes a long long ways Yeah, and the people that don't accept that it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to spend time with these, you yeah. know, those individuals.
0: Oh, sure. But, yeah. Well, and it's it's one of those things that it, it might sound obvious, but I don't think it's applied as often as it should it's be. It's not.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, so, that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I guess I'll just kind of summarize that by approaching people as just an equal and yeah. understanding that we're all going through something yeah.
0: and that we should all try to work together. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's cool. It, it's meaningful work that way. Well, and something you said in that that I think is important for people to hear year and, and I don't say this lightly because I've been really fortunate in my career and I suspect you have been too but there's plenty of opportunity out there you know when, when people say no it's kind of like great you just help me yeah. learn where I don't need to spend my time right. and that's right. over here, yeah. and you know if if you're confident that and from for me and I, I suspect this is true of you when I'm talking to someone about doing business with Asher it's not even self-confidence. It's like I work with really smart people and yeah. you would benefit from working with them. Yeah. If you don't want to, that's okay, yeah. but they're really good. They're really good. And, you know, and, and I, I said this about Jenna, one of my coworkers today to a friend I was having lunch with. I said anything I do that's good is because of Jenna. Yes. Anything I do that sucks is because of me. <laughs> yeah, but, right. you know, when you work with a team of people that that give you that grace, it's kind of, you're not really selling, you're just telling a story. Yeah. It's like, here's what they do, yes. here's why they're good, yeah. and if you want some of that, great. If you don't, that's okay, too. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of fun when, so I'm, you know, I'm in sales
1: and business mm-hmm. development marketing, but when I'm surrounded by people who care mm-hmm. and who are really great at, at their work, yeah. It makes my job
0: so easy. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just bragging about the people that I get to work with yeah. every day. But I think it's where you come back to the culture piece too, because you know, here, and I suspect there's a lot of parallels with 7 Gen. is we, we really don't tolerate people who, when the phone rings, they run away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like everybody's in the sales business. Everybody's in the business development business. Everybody's absolutely in the service business. Yeah. And when you find that, it's like, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Because that's not, unfortunately, the way the world is as a whole yeah. but organizations can build that um, it takes time it takes effort but that's where you want to be so yeah, totally yeah. agree yeah Yeah. I we, think I spent more time answering the question I asked you than you spent answering the question right. <laughs> we're just talking you know we're just a couple of people <laughs> <laughs> all right um, next quick hit question quick hit yeah, quick, quick hit, hit. Yeah. quick hit um, So for those listening, that was air quotes. Um, Okay, second quick hit question. This could be about your industry. It could be about 7Gen. It could be about the work you do. What is a myth or misconception you want to clear up or something that isn't as well-appreciated as it should be, that should be amplified? Oh, gosh, Anthony, that's a hard <laughs>
1: question. I don't even know. Myths within our industry, uh, you know, we, while while our consultants are are helping companies to maintain compliance, yeah. so 7Gen, you know, it is about compliance. Yeah, there is sure. that factor. But when I think the, the idea, or people just have it kind of in there, that, that OSHA and EPA uh, they're, you know, they are enforcement. Mm-hmm. They're the bad guys. Yeah. They're here, you know, to get us in trouble. They're going to make our life difficult. Right, yeah. and, and they want to squash business and whatever else. That's absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. The data that businesses supply to the federal government, like OSHA and EPA, mm-hmm. is genuinely to track our input yeah. or, or our impact. Mm-hmm. So understanding how and why... Uh, pollution exists mm-hmm. and where these hot areas are that are creating yeah. pollution and trying to capture that better and maybe what are the trends in you know the occupational world that are resulting in you know the greatest degree of injuries and illnesses yeah. All of that's reported to the federal government. It's not so, you know, they can come back and give you fines and shut your business down. Yeah. It's legitimately so that so that we as an industry can find solutions and maybe challenge the technology to come up with better ways to measure and and mitigate those risks so that we can all across our country maintain better places of employment. And we can have cleaner communities and cleaner you know yeah. parks and people are more generally more happy happy and and fulfilled in those areas but yeah we absolutely are not the enforcement people we're yeah. not there to say what you're doing wrong and you know yeah. Shame on you this or that. It's really a collaborative effort between businesses, consultants like us, and and the federal government. Now, you know, it does create some challenges. Oh, it sure. absolutely does. The, sure. the clients that we work with, they're EHS something, you know, mm-hmm. managers and directors mm-hmm. and whatever. The list of responsibilities in each of those buckets, environmental, health and safety are humongous. Mm-hmm. There will be teams of EHS professionals for some organizations. Yep. But, you know, you have one area that has a gap and it can be, I don't want to say crippling, but it makes, you know, operating as an eh professional really difficult. Yeah. So having solutions and partners and really team members and fellow colleagues that help to elevate and bring programs together, um, companies talk about culture based safety mm-hmm. and behavioral based safety. Yeah. Um, it's really utilizing your team to understand opportunities, you know, when businesses have individuals that are making decisions behind desks and a computer and not soliciting that feedback, it really is hard to
0: carry that stuff together. Yeah. Um, this was a quick hit answer, Well, I think it? It. So it maybe, really maybe answer, I just say yes. <laughs> I think it's important for people to hear that, though, you know, because... OSHA is a four-letter word, right? Mm-hmm. To a lot of people, it's a dirty word. But when you look at the occupational standards in this country compared to the rest of the world, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And the reason for that is there's standards. That's right. right. So, you know, I think that's great. I think that's something you don't hear often enough. And it's not, you know, there's there's waste and there's there's problems in every industry, but it's it's actually should be good news for people that these organizations are looking out for us. Right. They really are collectively. Um, you know, and if they make some mistakes along the way, that's just being human. Yeah. yeah. Anthony, I'm going to interject real yeah, quick. Go
1: for it. I have to comment or, or at least remark on the fact that you know what we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. I have family members still to this day that have <laughs> no idea what we do. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are 7 general We're an environment, health, and safety consulting company. But- I think it's awesome that you at least have an understanding of the work that we
0: do in the field and the benefit that it brings to the companies that we partner with. I think it's great. Well, there's three things I'm going to say about that. Number one is I'm going to start stop talking before I disabuse you of <laughs> that notion. Number two, you know, you guys have been a you know, great job of getting Asher up to speed on the on a little bit of work we've done together. And number three is my secret weapon. My wife works for Michelin in learning and development. No way. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So she, she is <laughs> (laughs) it's no surprise to anyone listening to this that she's the brains of the operation, but there's days when we work from home together, Uh and she's on the second floor talking about real problems and, you know, all these occupational issues, and I'm downstairs and every now and then she'll yell at me, I would have gotten fired for that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, it's great to have that counterpart
1: in the the home. Yeah, for sure. We talk about Liz and some of the things that she's benefited from your courses. Um, Seriously, you know, I I joke that talking about David and, and his yeah. But in reality, you know, when she gets off of those meetings, you know, we're cooking dinner or whatever yeah. the case is, Yeah. but just talking through some of the cool, you know, strategies or yeah. something that she's not thought about. Yeah. It just comes up in some of that conversation. Yeah. A hundred percent. Pretty 100%. cool. Pretty cool to have that, yeah. you know, in the home. Look we at that. We great just partners. gave
0: shout outs to yeah. ours. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we should stop talking about that. Yes, that's right. Before we yeah. screw it up. All right. <laughs> One last quick hit question. What's something that informs your work. For some people it's a book. For some people it's an app. For some people it's something intangible that is important to you that you think deserves a shout out? Well there's a couple of tools that I use. Yes. Yeah.
1: So so first off focus on the tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so with COVID, you know, everybody took a massive shift. Yep. Yep. A big part of of what I do and, and my team does on yep. the business development side and kind of strategic account management is ongoing engagement with our clients. Mm-hmm. Our clients are national in scope, so yeah. they may be all over the country. Yeah. And you're not going to bump into them at the grocery store. Probably not. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so the tools that came from COVID, you know, we all reverted back to home offices yep. and that sort of thing. Yep. But the tools that came from COVID that people thought were probably pretty temporary that have stuck around mm-hmm. have been hugely valuable to, mm-hmm. to me and, yep. and, and our team. So, uh, virtuals. Mm-hmm. We host virtual meetings so frequently, mm-hmm. and it was something that just wasn't done. Yeah. Because we're in a people business, it's mm-hmm. a service business. And, you know, to see the operations and to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, we've fully adopted those virtual discovery meetings yep. and leaning on Teams and kind of the Microsoft platform um, to host those mm-hmm. meetings. I've had... I've had virtual meetings in places like Dallas, Texas, where individuals carry around their tablet and do a walkthrough of their operations and show me some of their high risk areas that we would focus our work on, Mm -hmm. which that would have never happened, you know, in 2017, 18, you know, those areas. So some of those technologies have afforded us an opportunity to have a greater influence on a national market and our national scale and be able to provide something a little more real time, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: and more, way more feasibly than jumping on an airplane. Yeah, So even our
1: impact, way more
0: efficient. And it doesn't really matter where you are in the world. If you're good, you can, you can do that work from anywhere. That's great. Yeah. So second to that is some engagement
1: with other people in you know people industries. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend, Harrison Tash. Harrison used to be in industry, mm-hmm. and he kind of took a pivot into uh, kind of professional consulting. Yeah. Harrison and I had lunch, this was months ago. It was yeah. cold outside. Mm-hmm. Harrison and I had lunch, and I was talking about some of the challenges that I face with maybe connecting with consultants or, or just other people in yeah. general. Mm-hmm. And he challenged the way that maybe I think about the ability to connect with colleagues, mm-hmm. historically in professional, you know, office setting, I felt like boundaries were pretty stern, mm-hmm. and you just talk about work, and that's kind of it, and everybody goes around, uh, you yeah. know, along their way, and not being too intrusive. Yeah. But but through Harrison's work. He had suggested that you know take a deeper dive and really connect with people. It sounds super obvious, yeah. And and I think at one time I did that very well, but just got away from, yeah, it. sure. Um, so kind of re you know reinvigorating that or kind of sparking that again, yeah, um, has helped me dig a little deeper and then start to you know refocus on improving myself. Yeah. So reading books. Um, uh, you know, there, there's a ton that I've read, but trying to apply that in our industry, um, you know, I, can't remember some of the titles, but yeah. some really cool stuff that you don't have to spit out verbatim, yeah, sure. but just taking concepts and trying to apply to a different industry, you know, how I've received it.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's another case where you get so caught up in the day to day that you can miss the important stuff, yeah. you know, just building relationships. And I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking to people about projects, but I'm not talking to them about what's important. To them. Right. So, right. you know, <laughs> if, if you're missing that, yeah. it's a pretty big, pretty big miss. Yeah. Yeah, I have some work to do. I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just the more, more you're talking, I'm like, boy, I better yeah. better circulate around the building and that's say hello right. to some people. Yes, but that's why we do this to learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, TJ, this has been great. Thank you so much for doing it. I appreciate it, especially during a busy time. That went quick. Yeah, it does. That it was always awesome. does when we chat. It does. I feel like we could carry this on literally for hours. We we could, and sometime we will do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but not not to yeah tax not, these not at the anymore. yeah not at the expense of the the people. Listening, yeah. yeah, our, our tens that. of listeners. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast. Anthony, this is cool. I appreciate you having me in. And thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next time with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then.